Welcome to The Point Podcast. At The Point, we point high school students to Jesus because we believe that Jesus is better than anything else that this world has to offer. We hope that this podcast is an encouragement to you in your walk with Christ, but that it does not replace the time you're already spending with the Lord. Thanks so much for listening, and here's our awesome high school youth pastor, my husband, Justin Kinley. Hey guys, happy Tuesday. Hope you're doing well. And I uh, mean, thank you for joining us today to dive into the word together. And and this passage makes us ask a very important question. Um, I would say maybe maybe for your time in high school and, and gosh, I mean, I say that, but even my time as a 25 year old right now, and I can assume for the rest of my life, I think this is one of the most, or this, this passage makes us ask one of the most important questions that we can possibly ask. Um, and when you read this, and, and I'm not even really going to read a verse today because I hope you read it on on your own, but it's in 1 Samuel chapter 20, where you have David and his friendship with Jonathan. Jonathan is Saul's son, and man, David and Jonathan are tight. I mean, it is just almost like uh, like brothers, right? They're not brothers, but they treat one one another like brothers. It is just a very tight relationship. And basically what you have is you have Jonathan looking out for David's life. Um, basically they come together and, and David's like, dude, your dad's trying to kill me. Like your dad is, is crazy. Right. And, and Jonathan says, Hey, let me go vet out my dad. Let me go kind of feel it out. See, you know, does he have a heart against you? That's like full of hatred or does he have a heart? That's like, he just gets kind of annoyed at you sometimes. And it's really not life threatening. So Jonathan goes towards his dad. He goes to Saul and basically comes to the conclusion that man, Saul really wants David dead. This is not just something that Saul is getting annoyed at, but he really has a, a hatred in his heart towards David. David, that if David comes around Saul again, Saul is going to kill David. And, and so Jonathan goes off and they have this whole warning process that you can read about in chapter 20, but he warns David of his father's hatred against him. And he basically says, David, now is not the time for you to come into palace. Now is not the time for you to be around my dad. And the interesting about this is Jonathan knows that David is the next anointed king, which is funny because if you think about this, every other kingdom that they would have been familiar with or accustomed to, the king, his son is going to eventually take his place, right? So so whoever the king is of the kingdom, when he passes on or he dies, his son is going to step up next. And so if Israel is going to be like all the other kingdoms, Jonathan is really next in line, right? Like Jonathan has everything to gain by his dad killing David. Jonathan has everything to gain by that, and he has everything to lose by, you know, protecting David and saving his life. But yet what's amazing is Jonathan understands that God has ordained David to be the next king of Israel. He's probably talked to David about this. Um, Unless I read over it in these chapters, you don't get any indication that David has like had a conversation with Jonathan being like, yo, I'm the next king. Sorry about it. Like we don't get any indication, but Jonathan is seeing how the hand of God is upon David's life. And he's seeing this. And so what's really cool here is, is Jonathan is really fearing God in this moment. Like Jonathan understands that the kingdom is not going to be passed on to him. It's going to be passed on to David. And what's amazing is where probably his flesh would be tempting to to say, you know what, I'm going to let my dad kill David because then I get to be king. Like where his flesh might be tempted to say that, Jonathan fears God in the way that says, no, David is God's man. David is God's man. David is who God has anointed as the next king of Israel. And so I'm going to help protect his life. And so it's really an amazing thing here. It's an amazing act of friendship that Jonathan puts his friend's interest above his own. 
Jonathan has everything to lose by David being alive and saving David's life. And he has everything to gain by allowing his dad to kill David. But yet he seeks out his best friend's interest in mind and not his own. And he warns David. And this is a, a pretty major moment because really officially here, David is on the run from Saul. He, he knows that Saul is wanting to kill him. And, and from here until really Saul's death, David is on the run from a king who's trying to kill him. But, but I think the question that this passage makes us ask is, is this. I mean, do you have friends around you that have your best interest in mind? You know, I think it's so easy to to have friends in, in high school and friends even now where it's like, okay, we're, we're friends, but when push comes to shove, you got people who are seeking their own interest other than yours, right? And man, I don't know about you, but I, I read this in chapter 20 and, and man, it encouraged me that, man, I want my closest circle of friends. I, I want my friends to be people who ultimately man, care about me, even if it suffers their loss, that they care about my gain, right? Jonathan, again, has everything to gain by David dying. He has everything to lose by David living. And yet he, he fears God and he honors his best friend and he protects his best friend. Man, I want to be around people like that. Are you surrounding yourself with people who are continually letting you down because they're just being selfish? Or are you surrounding yourself with people who have your best interest in mind? You know, I think like right now I can think of like three or four of my best friends in the world who I could say are like that to me, who who genuinely care about my, my well-being. And I've seen them at times lay down their own interest to, to help me out and they inconvenience themselves to help me. And I tell you what, that's the kind of friend that, that I want to try to be to people around me to, to where ultimately I care about you more than I care about myself. And that's difficult because we can be so selfish, right? And we can be so about ourselves. But I think that's an incredible question that this passage makes us ask is, man, do we have friends like this? Do, do we have friends that are willing to seek your your betterment instead of their own? And and man, it just reminds me like like the song, the old fashioned song that maybe you don't even know about, but if you grew up at the blended service, you've probably heard it. What, what does it say? What a friend we have in Jesus, right? That, that Jesus is the epitome of that. That, that Jesus lays down his life. He dies for us so that you and I could have life. Man, I, I want to be a friend to people like Jonathan was to David, but but more importantly, I want to be a friend to people like Jesus was to me and like Jesus was to you. So man, what kind of friends do you have around you? And and really, what kind of friend are you being? And um, man, let's be like Jonathan, but more importantly, let's be like Jesus. I love you. Hey, tomorrow night is Wednesday. Can't wait to see you there. Can't wait to worship the Lord with you because it's going to be awesome. And so bring someone with you and I will see you tomorrow night. Thanks so much for listening. The Point is a ministry of First Baptist Church Indian Trail for high school students. We offer life groups every Sunday morning at 8, 9.30, and 11 o'clock. And we meet on Wednesday nights at 6.15. For more information, you can go to our church's website at fbcit.org.